Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the importance of having a power team. Now, property, very, very strangely, in my opinion, seems to be the only business where people want to DIY or do it yourself. Now, you wouldn't fly a plane on holiday. You wouldn't try to change your own boiler. Most people wouldn't change their brake pads on their car or even pull their own teeth out their mouth. But with property, people seem to think that they can find a property themselves. Um, They can do the refurbishment themselves. They can find the tenants. They can then go on and manage the property themselves. Now, that seems a bit strange to me. Now, it might just be because I'm in the property business. Uh, And I don't see things from an outsider's perspective. But for me, you're about to put in probably your life savings in most cases into a property. Uh, You're definitely putting blood, sweat and tears in there. And you're trusting yourself to get it right. Where there tends to be people who are better placed to do those things in the property kind of process than yourself. So the importance of a power team to me is invaluable. And it can allow you to grow your property portfolio quicker. It can allow you to reduce the risk that you have. And for me, it makes it a much more fun journey because you don't have to do everything yourself. And that could just be being lazy, by the way. But I'll take that one. So the power team for me is the people who will help you with the different stages of your investment journey. Now, this could be the mortgage advisor helping you to fund your next deal through to the builder who you can rely on to estimate the refurbishment costs on the property you're thinking of buying. Um, Now, each one is as important as the other, and you'll call on each person in your power team at different points. So it's important to have reliable people around you because you know what they say, your network is your net worth, and that can be the case with your power team in particular just to use the cliche. So let's look at it first and foremost. So a builder or a handyman can be absolutely invaluable. Now, the best tip I can give you here is don't use your mate Larry from down the pub um, because he will be doing the work for mate rates. And you know what mate rates means? It means you can come and go as he pleases. He expects you to have the kettle on. uh, And if a job comes in that's better paying, he will cancel on you. Um, matrix also tends to mean evenings and weekends. Now, what I tend to find is for my friends who are tradesmen, if I've asked them to work in my house, they don't want to come on a Monday night because Monday is the first day of back at work. So that leaves Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Now, what you're also going to find is they've probably got some plan on one of those nights. So that's it out of two evenings so far. And they definitely don't want to do a Friday night because they're going to be in the pub. And if they agree to come on a weekend, they may cancel on you because they've actually been in the pub. So that leaves matrix to be you're getting work done on a Tuesday or a Thursday, even in my experience, or a Tuesday and a Wednesday or a Wednesday and a Thursday. And I just don't think two days is enough to do most jobs within a property. It takes you longer than that to fit a bathroom suite. It takes you longer than that to fit a kitchen. And it definitely takes you longer than that to paint a full house. So my advice here would be to speak with letting agents, speak with sales agents, and ask them if they can recommend any decent tradesmen. 
you know, remember, time is as important as money. So if it's going to take your friends six weeks to finish a job that could be done in six days, that is lost rental income that you're missing out on. So ask agents if they know any reliable tradesmen, because those tradesmen will probably be professional. And what you'll tend to find is they're very, very competitively priced. And what I've actually found in the past is mate rates doesn't mean mate rates. More times than not, you end up paying the same price. But your friendship determines that they don't have to be there as if you were a paying customer. So you can also use sites such as Check and Vetted, um, Check It Trade, all those sorts of things. That's where you're going to find tradesmen who are good and reliable to work around because they're going to value the reviews that go on their pages and they're tried and tested. Another kind of basis for how I've found professional tradesmen is I look for tradesmen who are VAT registered. Now, I know that means it's going to be a bit of an increase on the price because VAT is at 20% in most cases. But you tend to find that a VAT registered tradesman seems to be that one step above a one-man band. And a one-man band will never say no to a job because it's that absolute livelihood. It's what puts food on the table. But if you find a VAT registered tradesman, maybe they've got two or three people working for them. Uh, and maybe they'll be a little bit more selective with the work they take on because they're not relying on every single job. They might have repeat business, for example. So a little bit of a rule of thumb is I tend to find that if a company is about registered, they tend to be bigger than a, a one-man band and as such, maybe a little bit more reliable. Now, that's probably a little bit generalized, but that's my experience. So second most important person, well, maybe not second because they're as important, but Second in line, who we're going to talk about is your sales and letting agents. Now, for me, I think you need to work with an agent who does sales and lettings because not only can they manage a new investment property, but they can actually find your next one. And they're more likely to come to you with great off-market deals, motivated sellers, price reductions or sale fall-throughs if they're going to get the management or the letting on the back end. So if you're, if you're a estate agent, it's going to make a sales fee, and then they're going to get to let the property out for you, and then they're going to earn a management fee, they're going to come to you with a deal. With a letting agent, you might find that they don't do sales. So therefore, that's a little bit of a deal pipeline that you can benefit from just by being a little bit smarter in who you pick. Now, what you also have to think about here and why you need to pick a good one is gone are the days of just photocopying a tenancy agreement taking the first month's rent, sticking the bond in your back pocket and copying their ID and handing the keys out. You now have over 150 pieces of legislation that you have to comply with as a landlord. You've got right to rent checks, you've got gas safety checks, electrical safety checks, energy performance certificates. But one of the most important reasons for this is if you don't serve the correct paperwork on your tenant as they take the tenancy, you will not be to kick them out. So if you get a good sales and letting agent, they will comply with the legislation. They're going to take a lot of the risk away from you and they might just bring you your next deal. So one of the other reasons is you have to consider is national licensing is probably going to come in. Uh, in the leveling up paper, they talked about this as a landlord register. I'm not sure if that's going to be the same thing just yet, but it sounds to be in my case. So if national licensing comes in, you're going to want an agent to kind of minimize your exposure or your risk to, to maybe certain pieces of legislation that you're not familiar with. Um, let's say, for example, trips and hazards, or, you know, it could be 
Hmm. Well, it could be anything. There's 150 of them. So they're going to reduce your risk is, is what I'm trying to get. And they're going to reduce your personal liability. Because let's not forget, you can end up with big fines and you can also end up in prison if you don't do what you should in regards to your tenancy. And you don't want to be responsible. It's better to put that liability on the agent if you can. And I'm saying that as an agent. So if you're looking for agents, one thing you want to be looking for is are they a member of a redress scheme? So do they register with the property ombudsman or ALA or someone of a similar sort of organization body? Because that means the the, the vow to uphold certain professional standards. And you want to make sure that they're a member of a client money protect scheme. What that means is if they go bust, your money is safe because it's in a client money protect. A bit like the banks have client accounts and you have a certain level of coverage. So next important person in the chain would be an accountant. Now, nobody wants to pay more tax than is necessary. Or, I mean, at least I don't. I'm not sure about the rest of you guys and girls out there. So if you get the right accountant, they're going to make sure that your company structure or whether you buy the properties in a personal name or in a company, they're going to advise you on what's best for you and you personally. Again, don't listen to your mate Larry down the pub because he's bought one by the let. Listen to a specialist. Listen to someone who does this for a job day in, day out. Because this is the part where you can end up with hefty bills and nobody wants a hefty tax bill. I can tell you that now. So... One piece of advice I can give you here is look for an accountant who invests in property themselves. They're going to understand the different strategies that you're going to employ, like serviced accommodation, HMO, buy to let, and they're going to tell you how to invest so that it's most tax efficient. Not only that, but they can actually help you with your estate planning. So you don't want to pay too much tax when you pass on from this life and you pass your properties on to your kids or whatever it may be. And these are going to help you with that process. Now, next step in there, and someone who I think is very important, and I would maybe argue these could be the most important person in any property transaction, would be your mortgage advisor. Now, a mortgage advisor is very important and you really need to find one that is on the board. They must call you back and they must respond to your emails or your texts or your WhatsApp messages in real time, as this is something the key to getting a deal done. And an agent who's frustrated um, because they can't get a copy of mortgage and principal from an advisor is likely to sell that deal to the next buyer. Because let's be honest, we're in a hot market right now, so you need your advisor to be on the ball. You can't be messing about waiting for them or chasing them up. And if they don't get back to you, drop them, find a new one. Because trust us, you will lose deals if your advisor is not on the ball. Now, another important thing for having an advisor is you want to make sure that that advisor is an independent financial advisor. What that means is they're not tied to one specific bank. They can use whole of market. So they could be looking at deals from banks and building societies. They're not just going to offer you Halifax products, for example. By doing that, they're going to bring down hopefully a monthly payment, the interest rate that you pay, and they're going to get you the best possible deal that's out there. Think, compare the market or money supermarket for car insurance. That's what your mortgage advisor is going to do. And that's why you don't walk in your bank store to get your mortgage. Because in most instances, an independent financial advisor can get you a better deal than you can get walking from your bank. And they can actually get you the deal from your bank. Now, that seems mad to me that you can walk into your bank 
but someone who doesn't work for the bank and get you a better deal in the bank and give you a walking in the door. Seems madness, but that's banks for you. So I hope you found this useful. And like I say, get out there and find yourself a good builder or handyman who you can rely on. Find yourself a good, reliable accountant and solicitor and find yourself a good, reliable financial advisor because it's very, very important for you to get, be as profitable as possible, to minimize the risk that you take, but more importantly than not, have fun while you do this because you know we are getting in this for the wealth side of things, but we also tend to get into the property because it's a passion and it's something that we're interested in. And you can very quickly fall out of love with property. This is the way to avoid that. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any other questions regarding this episode, feel free to feel free to reach out. You can drop us an email. My email is tony at fairs-estates.co.uk. And we've also just released a Newcastle Property Investment Guide for 2022. Now, in that particular guide, we talk through all the projects that are ongoing from a regeneration point. We also talk through the forecast for the property market from a price point. So if you want to copy of that, drop us an email or hit us up on social media. I hope you've enjoyed it. And thanks for listening. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares.